0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Get Fit podcast series. I am your host, Andy Gallardo. I hope everyone is staying safe and social distancing during these crazy times, and most importantly, taking care of yourself, your family, your friends, and all of your loved ones. And one of the things that has kept me going during this time, which involves a lot of sitting on Teams meetings and Zooms meetings, is the use of percussive therapy. What the heck is percussive therapy, you might ask? Well, by now you've probably seen one of these devices in gyms or sports fields, or maybe one of your friends has one and you've probably wondered what the heck are those things. So today we're really excited to bring to you Dr. Jason Worslin, founder of Therabody and the creator of Theragun to explain it for us. Dr. Jason has a remarkable story of when and why he created the Theragun, which is now one of the leading products on the market. A couple of quick disclaimers. This information is not intended to replace your healthcare professional. Opinions of hosts and guests do not represent the views or opinions of Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, KFHP, Kaiser Foundation Hospitals, KFH, or Southern California Permanente Medical Group. Neither KFHP, KFH, or SCPMG receive any compensation for products or services mentioned on the show, nor do they endorse or promote any products mentioned. The full disclaimer can be found on our website. Enjoy the show. So, Dr. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Big day today. So, you know, we typically start our, our podcast with just super basic intro. So I'm just going to say, hey, you know, tell me about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you come from?
1: I grew up in Utah. My, my parents, uh, my father's from Norway. Uh, my mom's family's from Norway a little further back. Uh, we, I grew up in Utah. Uh, My my parents had a farm, so we spent a lot of time in the summer times out on our farm, and and then we lived in just outside of Salt Lake City. So that's where I grew up. Uh, I moved to LA. I was super active, always played sports, um, had a bunch of little brothers, and I think I had a pretty cool youth. I, I had a really good time. My, 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 I spent a lot of time in Norway, so going back and forth between Utah and Norway. Um, we worked a lot, my dad taught us how to work, and I think that's an important thing to learn how to use your hands and be self-sufficient. My, my mom made us each grow up a, a section of the garden and we had to take care of that as we were growing up. And I moved to Los Angeles in um, 2001, the very beginning part of 2001, to go to chiropractic school. Uh, and I ended up staying in, in Los Angeles. So that's how I grew up, and I my I have a, a brother that was a policeman for a long time and passed away about a year and a half ago oh, from a sorry. sudden accident drowning, which was kind of crazy. I have another brother that's a chiropractor who, who we, he and I work together a lot. Another brother that works in the military, he's a, he's a, a controller, financial controller. Another brother that's a private pilot, and my sister who, who is a licensed massage therapist, personal trainer, kind of a, she does some sort of, motivational things for youth in, in Utah. Um, and my parents live in Norway. So that's, that's my, oh, wow. that's my life.
0: So, so growing up, did you have a, an inkling that you wanted to be a chiropractor or something in that field when you got older?
1: Yeah. My, my dad's, uh, one of my dad's really good friends when I was really young, um, was a chiropractor. And I remember him Working on us, it was just part of what we did. When he'd come and visit, or we would go visit him. Um, And then when I was in early junior high, uh, the neighbor that moved next door to our house was the chiropractor for the Utah Jazz.
0: Oh, how cool is that? His
1: name name was Craig Bueller, and I got to watch him work on these guys, and then work on other people. And my junior or senior year, I don't remember. I I I had a really uh, I sprained my ankle really bad, and I didn't think I was going to be able to play for a while in, in, in football. And I came home and he started working on me and within three or four days, I was back up running and moving. And I remember thinking like, this is something cool of this. I really like this. So to answer your question, yes, I'd always, I was always intrigued by that. But, but for some reason, to be completely honest with you, at the time, it seemed like a lot of school, a lot right. of commitment. I, I just didn't know if I, if that was something I could do. Right. Um, obviously, as I got older, I started to understand a little bit differently. Uh, but I did go to chiropractic school a little bit later in life. Uh, when I was 21, I got a sales rep job in Montana for a flooring company. So I had all of Montana and all of Wyoming. So between in my 20s, I was just trying to figure life out. I, did, I decided not to go to finish college, started doing this sales rep thing. Um, and through a divorce and some other things that happened in my life when I turned 29, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to start over, I'm going to do what I want to do. And so I decided to go to chiropractic school a little bit older age. Okay. So by the time I graduated, I was 36. Oh, wow. A, a three-year program took yeah. me six and a half years because I had kids at the time. I was working, um, just trying to make things happen, uh, studying, working part-time. And, you know, the, the national boards in, chiropractic, are, in the chiropractic school are the same – first two parts of national boards as the medical national boards and I just wasn't prepared for those two first two tests so not passing those tests actually added another six months each time to the end of my schooling so it ended up pushing it out which was kind of a blessing in disguise because it really forced me to go out and start finding work and jobs in that in that practice so I actually are in that field so I actually worked with a couple of chiropractors in Beverly Hills while I was going to school and it really accelerated my understanding um and it's I don't think I would have done that had I not been in the situation that I was in and I I look back now just like a lot of things in life I'm grateful that it happened the way it did because it it prepared me to to be able to start treating patients the minute that I had a had a had a license instead of having to wait for the the things that a lot of people do they'll go through school then they'll wait for their license and then they have and then at that point they're going to go out and find a practice or find somewhere to work and I kind of did it backwards, which ended up being a blessing in disguise for me.
0: Uh, it's quite a journey from a place like Montana to Beverly Hills. Uh, it's probably a little <laughs> yeah, bit of a culture shock. Um, totally. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's not the same, but man, they each have their own. Yeah. They have their own benefits, you know.
0: You know what we want to talk about today is something you developed, and you know I read your story and. You spent some time kind of tinkering around with some tools in your garage and you came up with a device that uh, we're going to get into that has become really, uh, you know, a popular item in a popular way to treat people these days. But when you were out there tinkering, I mean, I don't think you were doing it because you're trying to make money. You you were trying to solve a problem. What, what was the problem you were trying to solve?
1: I was trying to deal with some pain that I had. In late 2007, in October 2007, I got into a motorcycle accident on the freeway here in Los Angeles. I was, for those of you who know LA, I was coming, I was going east on the 10, and I was starting to split right there where the Staples Center is. And a guy realized he was going on the 10 and he needed to be on the 110, and he just veered in front of me. And I was splitting traffic at the time, and I, he cut me off, and I hit the side of this guy. The full impact of the guy hit my neck and my head. So I ended up having a nine millimeter disc bulge in my right side um, and it didn't obviously, I think those of you who understand these traumatic injuries like this, it didn't hurt right away. Right. Uh, the accident was in October of 2007 and I, I thought I was okay, I, I cut my arm and I got some stitches and things, but I, I kind of tried to ignore it and went back to normal life, which was a good experience for me to go through because I realized that's how people normally deal with those things and it's not the right way to deal with it. So. I think, Andy, one of the cool things is that I experienced what a lot of my patients experienced without understanding it at the time. I sort of separated this experience from anything else. I thought, oh, this is something I have to get through. I'll figure this out, and then I'll go back to my life. And, like, I go behind a curtain and fix myself, and I come back out. And that's really not how it happened. Uh, And that, that sort of mindset actually benefited me later on. So I had my injury. I was looking for something as a chiropractor, I was getting treated by my, my business partner in our office, but there's those 23 hours where he's not treating me Yeah. where I'm on my own. I'm at my house. And for anyone that's been in severe pain, you start to question yourself. You start to think, is this how it's going to be? And, and as anyone knows that pain starts to just this downward spiral. And I, I didn't like that. I felt powerless. And as a chiropractor, a lot of times when people come in, my goal is to find out what's going on, empower them so they understand what to do when they're not with me. And a lot of times that's difficult when you don't have something physical in your hand. So I was looking for something to work on myself and I wasn't being treated. That's how this whole thing started. And a lot of it was just getting me out of pain. My brother that I mentioned to you is a chiropractor in Utah. He'd been in a water skiing accident about 18 months before my injury. And I remembered when I was flying back and forth to see my kids, they, we would stay at his house. He was treating himself. He was like doing traction and he was using this thing that vibrated. And, and it didn't make sense to me at the time. But when I started, when I experienced my injury, I called him and I said, what were you doing? What was that? And he introduced to me this first idea of vibration. And so there's this product called a Vibra He said, do you have one of these? And I said, I don't think so, but my business partner might have one. So I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, do you have one of these? He said, yeah ran to the office and grabbed it, called my brother. I'm like, what do I do now? And he said, take all these things off. And now it just is a cylinder that vibrates and it has varying speeds on the bottom. So I would turn that on and I would just literally rest it underneath my armpit and the vibration stimulates the skin. And then we can get into that science in a second, but that vibration would take the pain away momentarily. It would work for a little bit. And then my body would slowly start to recognize the pain again. And I was experiencing this relief and then this increase of pain and then this relief and this increase of pain and I felt like something was missing. So I was sitting in my apartment one night really late and I thought, I need something stronger. I need something that that punches underneath my armpit because I could feel my subscapularis and the the rotator muscles just cramping but I couldn't get to them with this device that I had. So I actually made one. I, I made a product, I started using it on myself and for the first six months of 2008, I slowly got myself better, got myself back to where I was moving, stretching. I could go to the gym now. I was sleeping better. And I really thought that this thing, there must be something like this it. on the market. I just don't, I didn't see it. It's too expensive. It, it's not something I can. that's not searchable. But I thought, man, this thing is amazing. I used it. And I got myself better by July of 2008, meaning I was back to practice. I had feeling in my right hand again. And I put it away because I thought there surely there's something like this on the market. And I just need to find that, and I'll run into it at some point. But it wasn't such a need for me anymore. You know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And I think my need at the time really opened my mind to anything. I didn't care what you call it. I didn't care what color it was. I didn't care where it came from. I just needed something to do what that thing was doing to me. So I put it aside and several months later in 2008, late 2008, I had a patient come into my practice who'd had a similar injury and I was reading his intake forms. I'm reading his diagnostic study and what his MRI says and, and what his mechanism of injury was that he was a head on the bus driver. And he got a head on bus collision with another bus Mm. and he had a six millimeter bulge on the left side. So Andy it was the first time that I thought to myself, Oh, I wonder if this would work on a patient. It never occurred to me when I was using it on myself to take it and use it on someone else. But seeing this guy's story, he had 12 visits, and you and I both know you're not gonna get visit you're not gonna get better with disc bulge in 12 visits. And so I recognized that he needed something to empower him when he wasn't with me. And it was the same model, same ingredients, the same soup that I went through. So I shared it with him and his wife. I remember his wife thought I was nuts. And I said, hey, look, take this home. Your only job is to keep yourself out of pain between our visits. So when you come back to see me, we can start doing treating the injury. Because as you know, there's difference between treating injury and pain. And I didn't want to spend all his money and time working on the pain because that's something he could do. I experienced that and I knew that was something he could do. And I just realized that I empowered him. This tool was an empowering way for people to be able to treat themselves. They don't have to be super smart about it. They can just do it on certain areas where they feel the pain and tension. And when you come back to me, now I can really get busy and get to work on what we're doing. So I experienced this process. This patient of mine experienced this process. And in a way, I was kind of the first patient. This guy was the second patient and then from there it was just, it took off and I was working with NASCAR at the time and I, I realized this thing became a really good tool to save my hands because I'm working on drivers and pit crew and owners and I just, I'd work on 30, 40 guys in a couple of hours and my body would just be torn down. So I started using it in all these different applications and I was kind of this walking lab and I, I used it on, on on my regular everyday patients that came into the office that are sitting at a desk all day and what it would do for them. I had I remember I had this little gymnastics team that was a traveling team and I would use it on them on their feet, on their shins, on their shoulders, and their hands. So I just I really got a chance from two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen to, to create what people are calling now this massage gun space, but that wasn't what I did intentionally. I was just looking for people to treat. And I I wanted to gather as much information as I could about this because I was so fascinated about how impactful it was in every arena that I took it to what
0: what did your original uh device look like did you take a (laughs) was it a drill or a jigsaw or yeah what 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 was the original product so the
1: original product was a Makita jigsaw oh wow it had a variable speed and that I think is why I chose that one because I didn't know I wasn't sure what frequency would work you know our first thought is the higher the better but when I turned it on the highest frequency, it hurt, and I I realized that's why vibration was bothering my nervous system because it was too much. So I'd, I'd roll it back and I'd roll it back and I'd roll it back and I'd find a spot in the in that amplitude or the frequency that would feel good, and I found this space between thirty and forty hertz that just felt so amazing. So it was a it was a jigsaw, and and so was the second one. Um, the second product was was something I bought from Kawasaki Jigsaws. And I bought 250 of these Jigsaws from Kawasaki (laughs) with some borrowed money from my brother and took every one of them apart and and had a guy weld them up in Santa Clarita. He went out and powder-coated them and we welded them and put them back together. And as fast as I could make those, I was selling them. And I realized there was a place for this. And to be honest with you, Andy, every version I made between 2008 and 2015 was just testing the market. I mean... Will people buy this? Does it make sense to them? Is what's the feedback that I would get? I'd, I'd get physios and chiros and MDS. In some cases, I worked with a neurologist down in Orange County, and I wanted their feedback. How much would you pay for this if it was the perfect product? And does it work? And what are the attachments like? And where are your pain points? And I just I didn't have any idea that it would be as big as it is, um, but I felt an obligation to understand it. Um, if I was going to start championing this new therapy, this new technique, I wanted to know what was happening. And I didn't have money to do studies and research. I didn't even have money to buy product, but I knew it was doing something. And so that's how it started. Um, and as you know, power tools, jigsaws aren't made to use on the body. They're not ergonomically created or, or designed to be able to do that. So over time i started to understand you know that there were some things that were really important if you're going to have this thing in your hand for an extended period of time working on other people it was super important to understand ergonomics and weight and balance and power all those different things you see on the on our products now
0: so you know you mentioned something earlier that i wanted to just touch on real quick um you know your accident and being in pain and you know because I, i've been through this with a couple different surgeries you know torn acls and different things. It's amazing how pain can take you to a dark place. You know, and it happens pretty fast. Even you you can be the most fit, happy person, but if you're in pain for even just a couple days, you you go to a dark place and it was a hard yeah. thing to fight. And I think that kind of leads me to my next question, you know, kind of slash common is that when you think of of percussive therapy, I think originally people thought like, oh, that's that's elite athlete kind of stuff. You know, when what I found is like, it's day-to-day life where you really need this. And, and even a small pain, just a twinge in your hip or your knee, you know, can have those same effects as something really serious, like an accident. Are you kind of finding that that's the, the early viewpoint that people took and has it been accepted into more kind of day-to-day life, so to speak? I love that question.
1: I think one of the things that was that's been interesting to me is, from my view, it's different than the way people have seen it. So I, I appreciate when people ask this because I get to share with them the origins of the of Theragun and how it started. I started using it in my clinic. You know, the first patient I used it on was in, was injured, and and I and what you're just talking about was the same thing that I really empathized with when I saw him. I remember that feeling. I remember that look in your eye, like. Am I going to be able to make money for my family anymore? I know that seems dramatic, but it's really the case. But I think the first year I was using it in my clinic, I was using it on everyday people that were coming in with feet pain and and carpal tunnel and and post-surgery. I was working on people that had ACLs and shoulder uh, surgeries. And so the origins of Theragun and where I started seeing some of the biggest benefits was in the clinic setting dealing with pain. And as you know, Kairos, we don't get a lot of acute injuries. We get a lot of chronic things. And I started seeing these people's paradigms changing from, oh my God, I don't have to live like this. And then really shortly after that, I started getting into the athletic space. So in 2010, 12 and uh, 10, 11 and 12, I started working on these pro athletes. And what happened was pro athletes, it makes sense to them. They get so many different treatments and modalities and people touching them and using different techniques and and products that they saw Theragun and they were like, oh, that makes sense to me. I want one of those. And so the reason I think people have this image of it being for pro athletes is that's where they first saw it. Kyrie Irving used it on the sideline at the NBA finals in
0: 2016
1: or something. And I think that was one of the first national times that people were like, oh, wow. And then because it was such a... It's such a natural product for them to adopt you know cristiano ronaldo and, and serena williams all of these top level athletes started posting with the product and that created this image that it might be just for them but andy this technique this science relieves tension it activates our golgi tendon which is something that actually releases our joints and gives us a larger range of motion it overrides pain signals going to the brain. And if you start thinking about the three or four most basic things percussive therapy does, this science doesn't know that you're a pro athlete. It doesn't care. It's going to do the same thing to you that it does to a pro athlete, which is increased blood flow, decreased tension, overriding of the pain, larger range of motion, better movement patterns. And what happens with a pro athlete is that's such a finite time in their life that you get to see it on camera. But, but what people don't see is the injuries they have and how we're working on them off camera where they're, we're doing the same thing to them that we do to an everyday person. So I think the, a really strong point to make is when you feel it, when you experience it in your life, you'll understand that it's not just for pro athletes. And our company as a brand, are, we're branching out and more into these regular everyday spaces because that's where it started. It just took a, a left turn and went to to pro athletes and and that's what grew. And I tell people I I appreciate that that happened because we wouldn't be having this conversation had that not happened. I think I would still be grinding away trying to get it into these everyday people's hands. Um, But when it's visible on camera, on Instagram and things like that, and they see people using it, it now gives us a platform to help people understand. And a lot of the research we've done, we've got 21 studies now, and a lot of the research we've done isn't based around pro athletes right. it's around everyday movement and what it does to the body
0: well I'm, I'm gonna actually give you a little bit of a plug here because one of the interesting things that's happened since you know COVID and a lot of us have had to come home to work is we weren't really prepared for it and so you know <laughs> i found myself sitting at the dining room table in a chair that probably was meant to be sat in for maybe 20 minutes you know what i mean sitting there all day yeah. long. And I got yeah. this like insane, like hip bursitis, you know, so every day I'm, I'm hitting myself, you know, I've got my Theragun right here and the release is just immediate, you know, and it's just it's like so I'm not a basketball player on the sidelines. I'm a 50 year old dad, you know, just trying to make it through the day and I'm having to use it almost three, four times just to get through the day. You know, yep. and that's, that's kind of the message I hope people start to understand. And, um, that, yeah, it's, it's an investment, but you only get one body, right? <laughs> you know, totally, yep. and, and, and it's interesting that, you know, that the athlete perspective, because one of the things I've been trying to get people to understand is I just, I tell people, everybody's, everyone's an athlete. You know what I mean? We just have, we're just in charge of different things. And I watch people walk into the office every morning And they just look like they're in so much pain, you know, they're carrying their briefcases and their roller luggage, and they just had a long commute. And I just think that there's, you know, um, so many other things that uh, could help them if they were open to, um, you know, trying something like a Theragun.
1: What happens to our bodies is, is we start to The the body, when it's not being used, it it just changes its um, flexibility. I think that's the easiest way to say it. So, you start having, you know, when you're sitting for long periods of time, your hip flexor tightens up, your low back starts to compensate and it tightens up. And then you're not, your blood flow is not moving and your body's not ready, the tissue's not ready to get up and start moving. So, to your point, you're sitting there at that chair working away on your laptop. You got to get up and run, grab a drink of water or something. And suddenly you're like, what is Something's not right here. A lot. I, I went to an office one time and I, I was, we had, they had a, a, a physio on staff. And I was, we were talking about how we could convey the message to everyone in the office. And I said to him, I'll bet you that more than 50% of the people in this office have Advil or some sort of NSAID in their drawer. So we went out and we started talking. We, were, we had a little, it was a corporate wellness experience. And it was, it was right. There was a ton of people that had this. And then I started asking them, why are you using this? Well, some women, it's just there in case for that time of the month. Other people, I get a tension headache by 3 o'clock every day or my back just starts to kill me. And so what's happening, what I said was most of these issues are musculoskeletal. You're not having something you have to go see a physician for or a doctor. So to be able to have something to your point, Andy, take that, Literally, just point and shoot. Like, put it on somewhere where you're feeling the tension, and get up and just move a little bit. Increase blood flow, release tension, override the pain, and now you're moving better. So it's it's we're finding that that people are now starting to hear the message, and they're starting to understand that this does get you through your day. You have one day now that you've had this. They're going to feel a while, I need. Mean, if I took it away and you, I said you can't have this for a week, you are suddenly like wait. Oh, how am I going to get through this chair or this thing or?
0: Yeah, we'd, play we'd get into a fight. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know what? What exactly is is happening? You know, for example, I I really get a lot of benefit out of really kind of hitting my glutes and kind of in that low back area. Um, yeah. Is it, is it similar to like using a foam roller? Is it heating up the muscle to kind of relax it and get more blood flow? Is that the, the basic concept?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there, I think there's a cascade that happens. The first thing that happens is you feel it on your skin. And so as you, the first three to, to 20 seconds, as you're kind of acclimating that new, this new stimulus to the skin, that, that. Um, process is actually overriding pain to the brain. I'll tell you why. When you touch your skin, when you feel the wind blow or you reach out to grab something with your hand, because it's touching your skin, that information travels to the brain at 268 miles an hour. But our body accommodates to that information. So if you put a necklace on or your wedding ring or a watch, that information, as you all know, it stops giving you that stimulus after a few minutes. Your body takes it and puts it in, it puts it in its subconscious. So as your body starts to acclimate to this stimulus, now suddenly you start to get tension relief. So the first cascade is overriding pain. Second one is tension relief because it's activating the Golgi tendon and now that it's like, oh wow, after just a few seconds you feel that release. And then the next thing that happens is increased blood flow. That increased blood flow is a res- is a, res- a result of what we call mechanotransduction and that is heat. So when you're foam rolling, let's say so you sit down and you start foam rolling your glutes, the pressure between the tissues and that, that compression is what causes this heat. And that's a mechanical heat, but it's caused by the shearing. So as you're rolling back and forth, you're causing this heat between the tissues. The difference between foam rolling and Theragun or percussive therapy is you're not experiencing the pain, because as you know, foam rolling doesn't isn't comfortable a lot of times. Right. So you're not experiencing that, that, that sort of acute pain, and you're also causing this mechanotransduction. So as this hits the tissue and comes back up, it starts to create heat inside. And I like to compare it to melting butter in a microwave. If you put butter in there just the right amount of time, you take it out, you notice that the middle is softer than the outside. And that's what mechanotransduction does. So the first thing is it overrides pain and it just feels really good. And then the next 20 or 30 seconds you're releasing tension. And then as you get further into that treatment, you're increasing blood flow, which is that mechanotransduction, but you're never experiencing any sort of sharp, stabbing pain or, or that stimulus you get sometimes that wakes you up with your eye, that you get from foam rolling. So it's a, that's an interesting cascade. Um, there are sit, certain things you can do uh, in a therapy session in each one of those um, stages of that cascade. And that's really where we've done a lot of research and study to validate it. But to answer your question, it is different. And we've done a study that it's actually more effective in foam rolling. It's four times more effective in foam rolling because you're not experiencing pain. You don't get that that inflammatory response that you get when you're experiencing pain sometimes. Foam rolling was kind of counts on that inflammatory response. But they're finding that a lot of people haven't learned how to foam roll effectively. And they're using too much pressure for too much time. With Theragun, you get it, say it takes you 20 minutes to foam roll, you can do Theragun in less than five and get the same result.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, especially foam rolling for the first time, they think something's really wrong. Like, I'm doing this wrong, especially like when you get in like that IT band, you know, on that sideways position, because to your point, it, it does really hurt. And I think the difference with the Theragun is, you know, you can vary the amount of pressure and back it off and go back in. Um, so there, there is quite of a difference, but I wanted to, to ask you, you know, I think originally when I started using, um, percussive therapy, I was using an entirely post-workout or like post event. And it just kind of dawned on me, like, maybe I should be doing some pre-therapy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm guessing you're going to tell me that that would have been a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Uh, there's a guy named Ben Hoffman who's a one of the top um, triathletes in the world and we work with a lot of the triathletes we we were a sponsor of Ironman which I had a lot of these discussions Andy where guys were like oh man this is the greatest recovery tool ever but it we've we've learned through our the years and our studies that there's actually some performance enhancing benefits so we have these protocols we talk about before during and after the after is recovery and i think that just makes sense to a lot of people i just i just did a crazy hike or i just you know played on the beach with my kids or you did these things you haven't done before my my business partner uh was in aspen and and unexpectedly went on a hike with a bunch of people and and he had this voice in his head telling him oh my god you're gonna be sore tomorrow um but to be able to use the protocols we've applied before during and after so for you andy there's something you would do on a muscle for 10 to 15 seconds to prepare the muscle and the nervous system for what you're about to do. And that's actually what we call, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a precautionary thing. You're actually taking care of something that you know is gonna happen. And a lot of times we don't do that, it's human. We're not, we don't take precautionary steps for something we're about to do. You use it before, during, and after. Before it releases tension gets the tissue warmed up, and it activates the nervous system so it's ready for this activity. And that's where, uh, it, it, as I'm talking about this, I have to be careful because we wake up in the morning and we're not loose, <laughs> we're not ready to roll. I mean, we're, I'm 51 years old and I, it takes me a minute to get moving. And to be able to use this before in the morning just to activate my nervous system, get my blood flow moving and release that tension, it just makes for a better day. But if I'm gonna get up and go running, even better. So I use a pre-stretch, then I stretch, then I have these hit workouts. So I have about a two minute rest period. So I'm using it during my rest period. Lactic acid buildup happens during your workouts, not at the end. It happens during the workouts. And at the end when you foam roll or you Theragone or your percussive therapy, your body, you're increasing that blood flow, oxygenating the muscles and it pushes out the lactic acid. But if you did it all along the way, that is true recovery. Recovery is the ability to do what you did on Monday on Tuesday. And a lot of times, as you know, if you had a crazy weekend, you're paying the price. for it. So it's, we've actually got some really cool protocols and we'll share them with you, with you and the, your team, how to use this before an activity, during an activity or after an activity for preparation, reactivation and recovery. And that same concept can apply throughout the day. Use it in the morning to get going just before your shower. Use it at 10 a.m. after sitting in a desk or working on your laptop or being on Zoom calls all morning. Then use it again at 3 o'clock in the afternoon just to release that tension and kind of get you through that afternoon like a little shot of coffee. There's some really cool information and studies we've been able to generate that we'll share with your team that validates these things I'm sharing with you.
0: You know, that that's you brought up something that I kind of discovered the hard way, uh, I think, sure. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the only person that does this, but sometimes when you start a workout and you got a little bit of pain or a little bit of a twinge, you think to yourself like, I'm just gonna get through the workout and then I'll deal with it after. But I recently discovered, you know, with this kind of this hip problem, just from all this sitting that like it was affecting my ability to do squats and lunges and other activities. And so I literally just paused the workout went and got, you know, the Theragun that my kids had taken up to their room because they're athletes as well. And I'm like, this, this is ridiculous. And so, you know, I was able to give myself a little bit of relief and get some of that fluidity back and then actually finish the workout. So, um, yeah, I kind of found out the hard way that this isn't just post this is before, during and after. Uh, Yeah. So, well, you know, one of, one of the big problems I think most of our folks have in our organization is kind of in the the neck and the shoulders yeah. is, that, is that an area that we can treat with a Theragun in percussive therapy? Um, for me, it seems, you know, like I, I, w- I want to make sure I'm doing it right um, Yeah, you know, what are some of the ways we can kind of help those folks out?
1: Well, the way we design the Theragun, I'm just sure if I can find one here. The way we designed this Theragun is for a triangle and it's important that you have this part of the of the attachment perpendicular to the body. So it's sitting, resting square to the body. It's not sideways like this or like this. So to be able to get to your shoulders, that's part of the reason we created this handle. To be able to hit your shoulders and the trick, and I love sharing this with people. I've watched people take this Theragun and they treat the same side that they're holding the Theragun in what we recommend is rest the side the other side and treat the opposite side with the opposite hand that now gives that tension that that tissue in the muscles a better chance to be treated because they're in a neutral state so to treat your neck and shoulders we just have created this 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 design so you can get to those areas we've also just now created what we call our super soft it's a really soft attachment we recommend that you don't go above your adam's apple so if you think about where that is in my neck, I still have access to the base part of my neck, which is where a lot of the pain is generated from. So your head is actually strapped on your shoulders with what we call strap muscles or muscles of respiration. They're the long muscles that usually cause the tension and it goes down the middle of your back. So we actually have neck. We call it tech neck. Yep. We have a protocol for tech neck and it's, it's how to treat that area, and it, and it is treatable by yourself, on yourself. But we use this this ergonomic design triangle that we have, allows you to get to those certain areas of your body. Neck pain, headaches, migraines, uh, those are all things that I've been able to treat, and we have some really cool protocols for those.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Tech I, I don't know if you do this, but do you ever see somebody like, sitting somewhere on their phone or on their laptop and you just want to go like correct them and say, you're going to be hurting, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Cause you, know, what do they say? Like a 20 degree bend is equal to like 20 pounds of extra pressure, you know, on that. Spine. Every,
1: every inch that your head is forward off of your shoulders. So my ear, my eustachian hole, the ear hole should line up right over my shoulder. Every inch that my head is forward, that adds an additional 10 pounds the average head is between 12 and 15 pounds. Mine's probably 20. Okay? <laughs> but if, if you think about now, I suddenly added 10 pounds to that, now it's 25 pounds. And I joke with people sometimes, especially people I know, my kids or my family members, they have their chin in their chest and they're looking at their phone. I challenge you to sit like that for 20 minutes without looking at your phone, it'll hurt. Yeah. But because you're distracted and you're staring down at your phone You'll stand up and stretch, but then you jump right back into what you're doing. It, it, it is the issue of our age right now. Uh, that can cause cardiovascular problems, blood flow, to, the blood flow issues to your brain. I mean, there's so many problems that come from what we call forward head posture. Um, so Tech neck is a really big deal, and we get a lot of, of questions about that through, our, through different sources at our office and our company.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing how much we know not to do it, but within seconds we're doing it, you know, and um, to your point, you know, I often lead people in different stretches in the office or at big conferences, and then the minute we're done, I, I watch them sit down and they go straight back to their phone, back into that position, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing that no one's figured out, like, that's where the headaches are coming from, that's where the, you know, the pressure in the forehead's coming from. But um...
1: I think one of the one of the things we hope for, Andy, is and, and this goes back to our origins and how I did this in my practice is we want you to understand and become more familiar with your body. We, we, our goal is that you become more connected with your body and that you understand where these pain generators are coming from. You know, you come in and see me and within just a few seconds, I'm finding the spots and everyone looks at me like, oh, my God, how did you know? Well, I'm supposed to know the anatomy, and I'm supposed to understand where it breaks down, but you are too. And I, I, I kind of come across a little strong when I say this, but you get to know me and you'll understand where, this, where my heart is. But that's your body. That's not my body. And is it my responsibility to make sure you're treating your body the right way for 24 hours a day? That's your job. But let me teach you how to do that. And let me also teach you how to treat these areas of discomfort so that you can get through your day and you don't have to come and see me and you're not so broken down. That's the biggest problem is we, as humans, put it off. I'll be fine tomorrow. It'll go away. I'll be okay. I don't have time. I have kids. I got a job. You start justifying and minimizing our issues, and then they build up to a point where you don't have a choice. You're like, I have no choice but to get in a car and go see a massage therapist or a physical therapist or my MD or whoever that is. We're recommending that you use this, this percussive therapy so that it doesn't build up and you don't get to that point but it's also our obligation to make sure you know how to use it when to use it how long to use it where to put it and that's really what we're providing with you for you guys is is some context like where do i use this and how do i use it and i'm super excited i i can't tell you i get so passionate about this because every person that uses it has an experience and i love observing that
0: so you, you brought up a, a really good point um, as we start to wrap up here a little bit. Is it something that you need uh, training to use or is there a lot of good advice out there? I mean, I hate the world we live in now where people kind of go straight to YouTube um, to learn everything. And, and yeah. I think your company's done a really good job of providing you know, videos and proper protocols, but um, is that something people need to be worried about
1: you know, my mom uh, is, is 72, 3 or something like that. <clears throat> she lives in Norway. She has a bunch of friends at her age. What I've experienced, and my, my fiancé's grandmother is, is 92 years old, I sent Theraguns to several of these people I just mentioned without any context. Sent them a gift, hey, love you guys, or whatever it was. When I called later on, there was, there's a natural, instinctive way to use this product. So you don't really need a lot of training. Maybe a 30 second experience, you understand how to turn it on, how much pressure to apply. And if all I told you was use this for two minutes a day, twice a day, on the areas where you feel tension, bottom of your feet, your shoulders, sometimes your forearms, we, we ignore our forearms on our shins a lot of times. So I think if I just, if, if Theragun didn't do any education and all we said was use it for two minutes twice a day, you start to understand what that means. And after the second or third time, you're going to start exploring. Hey, I wonder if it works on my bursitis in my hip. I, I wonder if it works on my tight hamstrings. So there is this sort of natural education you go through, but we've been able to create some really cool education, giving you context around sitting in an office, moving on the weekends, uh, how to treat headaches. We have all different elements of, of protocols based on that. So. I think to, to answer your question directly, there is a real simple way to use this in an instinctive way. Um, but we've also learned when I walk into hockey room, hockey locker rooms, sometimes people don't use it in instinctive ways. So we have to make sure that, we, that they understand where the boundaries are. But the basic use of this product, I've watched a thousand times. It just feels good. And you start to understand how much pressure to apply to yourself. We wouldn't have grown so quickly if that case wasn't, if that wasn't the case. And and then we're seeing that that's, I think that's part of the reason that Theragun grew so quickly is it's easy to use, it was simple and affordable and it worked right now. I didn't have to wait for the results for the next day.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good point. You know, I think uh, it's almost more instinctual than a foam roller. I mean, people people go out and buy a foam roller, like what what the heck do I do now? You know, and for a lot of people, they can't lift themselves up to even get the full benefit of a foam roller because you have you do have to use a lot of your body weight. As opposed to a Theragun, you can practically use sitting if needed. You know, depending on what your ailments are and what your abilities are. Um, so part I think, of
1: what we do, Andy, is movement. You know, we we recommend that you move. And when you're foam rolling, you don't have the ability to move. It's a lot of ups and downs, and that's a lot of movement. A lot of Extra movements. When you're using Theragun, to your point, you're sitting on a couch. You can stand right up and start moving and stretch a stretch that joint. So, that is part of the protocols that we share in our app too. That there's there's movement involved, and that's a little difficult to do sometimes, as you know, with a foam roller.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. So, well, hey, I want to uh, start to wrap up here a little bit. I know you've got a busy schedule today, but I want to thank you for your time, and I think we're excited that we're working on a, a couple things with our organization and. Uh, most importantly, finding ways to get the devices in hands of, you know, physicians and employees and their families that might need a little help. Um, where's a good place for people to to find you and learn a little bit more about you and the company and um, kind of stay in touch with you?
1: Well, we actually have evolved our the company name into what's called Therabody now. So you can go to therabody.com. You can go to theragon.com and it'll, it'll forward you to therabody.com. So, okay. there we have our products, videos, things like that. We have Instagram at theragon. And then you can look for me at at Dr. Jason. It's D R Jason, W E R S L A N D. So, Dr. Jason Worsland. I post things on my Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel. Theragun actually has what we call Theragon University. And Theragon University is our educational platform. So, we have 100 and 200 and 300 level courses where they all have certifications and things involved in those. So you go to our website, you'll see all of that stuff. Um, you can see us on Instagram, uh, at Theragun or at Therabody. And then you can look up at Therabody university. It's not that hard. I think a lot of people probably look at, they're probably listening to this going, what are you talking about? I get ads all the time on my Instagram from Theragun.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing. And I, you know, I, I look forward to the day where we can, I'll be together in person again, and people can, you know, try the product and and see the benefit. But in the meantime, I'm I'm thankful for the the partnership and you know getting some stuff up online. But um, you know, I just want to say thanks so much for your time, and and thank you for tinkering around in your garage and and fix you know finding this device because I'm sure it's bringing a lot of relief to a lot of people that that really need it.
1: Thank you, Andy. It's it. I I'm gonna tell you this. You know, and this wasn't rehearsed and I, I didn't. I want people to understand that it's fun to treat athletes and, it, and it's really cool to have that experience to work with some of the, the top athletes in the world. But watching them experience benefits that benefit them one or two percent um, and then going from that stage to a different environment where I'm working with everyday people and it's making a 50 percent difference in their day. That's where TheraBody really started to come back around to its origins, which is an everyday person. And and it's really our duty right now to make sure people understand how big of a difference this can make in their lives. I'm not trying to pitch this or sell it. You know, the athlete world is a great place to be, but I really still get so motivated and passionate about helping just the everyday person get through their day and their life.
0: No, we, I mean, we couldn't agree more. And, you know, athletes have cooks and masseuses and you know <laughs> people to carry their luggage and you know the rest of us we're just we're scrambling to get in and out of our cars and and you know carry our stuff in and out of the house so that's a point well taken and, and we appreciate it so once again hey thanks so much let's let's do this again sometime and and definitely keep in touch and uh you know once again thanks for all you're doing and look forward to talking to you soon
1: thanks andy I really okay.
0: all right take care thanks for your time
1: thanks